the hump day show. Get your humper on. Hump it, 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 hump show today, including a new moto interview you have not heard coming up next with Mr. Cameron McAdoo. This is uh, my favorite interview this week because McAdoo's the guy that brought on that big crash with Jet Lawrence, and man, Jet was heated afterwards, and he even acknowledged it in the press conference, but at the press conference, they also got together, you'll hear in a moto minute, and they both kind of explained their story, and then it was no harm, no foul. Uh, the guy that got the worst of the deal physically was McAdoo. Got a big smack in the face from his handlebars. And the bikes got rebuilt by the pit crews because the bikes both got pretty jacked up. But didn't cost either one of them. Both of them end up on the podium on the night. So all is well. Now we'll talk to him coming up in a few moments after we get some rock and roll in. But in the meantime, I'm going to tell you what else I got on the show today. Mr. Cameron McAdoo. He is not the only thing on the show today. No, I have a story I left off yesterday about a couple in Colorado got their luxury RV stolen and they got it back and now they don't want it back. And they're like, we don't know. Do we not want it back? We want these MFers in prison. Look what they did to my motorhome. Yeah, we're going to get into that one. It's a good one. Kind of interesting. Uh, got a bad choice of a place to rob some guy or bug a guy to get into that. It's kind of funny. It's kind of funny when that happens. Um, got a story that it doesn't seem real to me. I'm looking at a video and of a laundromat explosion and it happens in España. That would be Spain. And I'll tell you what caused it and you're going to be like, holy crap, I've done that a few dozen times. It's nuts. Uh, we also have um, fun Easter story for you. Uh, people are awful. Awful. And they're not getting better. They're getting worse. And they're more self-absorbed than ever. You know, the, just look at all the selfies and this. It's me, 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 me world. But I'll tell you when me, me, me collides with uh, little kids and Easter egg hunts. Now, you'd expect that from little kids. You don't expect it from adults, but adults are, are what teach the little kids, and adults are the worst human beings in the world. I got a Florida story for you. Nice little what the Florida story. Make you feel like, you know what, Stretch? Thank you for that fistful of Florida this morning because I feel better about myself. When you realize someone else is really, really stupid or dumb, and you're just like, man, I'm not that bad. I'm all right. Walk around your head held a little high, put a little spring in your step. I'm better than that dude. I'm doing better than that, dude. It's that kind of Florida story today. And then, um, I know yesterday they finally handed down the indictments on Trump. I got some stories, um, a weird little follow-up story to that. You know who's being left in the in the wake of that is the Stormy Daniels chick. They used her, used that whole situation, and now, well, she got walked this week, too. Not just Trump. She got walloped in the pocketbook, and I'll tell you how that went down as well. You're like, oh, man, and you think anyone cares about it? They're like, no, they used her to get to Trump, and, you know, that situation, and now they, they, in their eyes, got Trump, which I don't think they do, and she's like, whoa, wait a minute, I got this huge bill. What happened here? Why, why is my life happening? Yeah, we're going to talk about this. Fun times for her. And a 
whole bunch more because this is what I do. I got stupid stuff. I talk stupid. Stupid nonsensical babble. That is the stretch show. Along with some motocross that is incredibly intelligent and well-crafted interviews, I might say. We'll get into all of that coming up here in mere moments as we launch into the hump day spectacular known as the stretch show here on a 4-9. Here's a story that'll make you lose faith in humanity if you haven't already. Yeah, out of Syracuse, New York, there is a handicapped basketball team. They play basketball in wheelchairs. And in order to play that game, they have specially designed wheelchairs for the entire team that have the wheels tilted inward at a certain degree, keeps them from flipping over, and these guys can rip around really fast in wheelchairs and play basketball. And it is a team, and it is an awesome thing. And now they are no longer playing basketball because some a-hole not only stole all their chairs, they then stole their chairs, took them apart, and scrapped the metal. It was a scrap metal theft. That's what they were after, and they screwed over all these handicapped guys from being able to play basketball. What a-holes. Monday, just one day after the huge WrestleMania event took place here in Los Angeles, it was announced that the company has been bought by the UFC. They say the UFC purchased a 51% interest in the company, and they have formed a separate $24 billion company. And it's a good idea if you think about it. Look at all the former UFC fighters that have transitioned to wrestling. Basically, if your UFC career is over and you're good on the mic, you'll be able to go into the WWE. And look, at even if you're not good on the mic, look at Ronda Rousey. She's still got a great WWE career, and she's horrible on the microphone. Right, shout out to the Detroit Pistons. They got Joey Chestnut, the greatest competitive eater ever in the history of ever. And they had him do the halftime show last night when they played the Miami Heat, where he was going to sit down and eat as many Coney Island hot dogs as he could. And it was a charity event, and everyone was going to get to watch him do it. They say in order to warm up, though, that he got 38 chicken wings set down in front of the team at practice and powered them down in less than three minutes. And I'm not kidding. These dudes that are professional NBA players had their videos out on their phones, and they were blown away at the power of Joey Chestnut when it comes to the eating world. He is a force to be reckoned with. He, I love that guy. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Big 49, it is Stretch, and right now we are looking at a very familiar podium for your Seattle Supercross, at least for the 250 West, and it goes like this. Jen Lawrence, RJ Hampshire, and Cameron McAdoo. Now, there was a storyline created early on in the heat race, and that was between Cameron McAdoo and Jen Lawrence when they collided in that heat race. They both went down, both got back up, though, finished the race, and made it to the main event without having to go to the LCQ. But Cameron McAdoo with us now from the Pro Circuit Kawasaki team. Walk us through that. Like, what happened there when you guys collided? You tried to squeeze inside on Jet, and then you guys hit, and you both went down. Uh, what's your take on that situation? So, um, yeah, honestly, um, Jet came up the inside, obviously. Yeah. And I squared off to three on. And I threed on and felt like I was next to him. He went double table over single. And I thought I had the room to go off of the three, you know, or three on off. And I okay. didn't clearly, um, yeah. you know, we came together. He, I, the reason I made the decision to even three on was because I knew that he wasn't going to come all the way back across to the left. I knew he yeah. was going to double on and, you know, go straight. And so, um, at, he was more to the left than I expected. 
uh, when I went to go off. So yeah. hindsight, obviously, <laughs> I probably yeah. hit my brakes and you know single off or go off the tabletop and don't try and jump off it. Uh, clearly, I, I'm not trying. <laughs> I didn't try going yeah. off and crashing myself out and yeah. you know creating that situation. It, it was just it was really a, what I felt like a racing incident, and yeah. obviously it could have been avoided, but. Um, yeah, that that was kind of my perspective on it. All right, and and you both walked away from that pretty unscathed, considering it was a pretty good crash. The bikes got banged up really bad. Uh, how are you feeling after that that epic wipeout in the heat race? Yeah, I mean, for the most part, that was good. My I yeah. obviously got hit in the chin pretty oh, decent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I beat up one of my fingers, which I don't know how really bad it is at this point yet, but super swollen. Um, yeah. Obviously, just a really really uh, bummer situation of kind of what happened and my bike was very mangled actually my bike was like I, when i got back up i was like man this is gonna be tough to finish this race but yeah. um the boys got to work with it and got it good for the main event all right and, and then and just clarify i know that at the time it looked like you guys were both pissed off and i know they had the cameras on jet later and he looked fired up but uh, you guys have come to the press conference. We've kind of heard both sides of, uh, of your story. So uh, uh, just to clarify, you, you were just coming on the inside. You were taking a different line. You hadn't been taken for most of the race. He thought you were on the right, and then uh, you you jumped onto that tabletop. That's where the where, where the collision happened, and you you just thought you you could uh, jump off, or you you didn't see he was closing over to the left. Like, like what brought the actual collision on? I I honestly hit my brakes when he because I knew he was gonna run off the inside, and yeah. and I hit my brakes and cut back to the left because I was like, okay. I hadn't hit that three on all day. Yeah, and yeah. We watched film and yeah. saw him do it in, from the third practice, so it was like you need to do that three on. That's gonna be you know the line. So yeah. I had done it I think one or two laps prior to that, and yeah, yeah I, I made the decision to cut back and three on. Okay. And I did, and and I mean, I was right next to him. Like, if you were looking at it dead on, we barely, yeah. like, we we clipped just enough for our bikes to just make it disaster. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's just kind of how it was. Like, okay. the reason that I even committed to three and on is because I I trusted the fact that yeah. he wasn't gonna swerve across. Like, I saw that he was far enough to the right. Yeah. That I had the room to get onto the table. I obviously didn't have the room to get off. I understood, and then, you know, people go to the keyboard warriors, get out, and they're like, it's dirty, McAdoo's dirty, like, uh, you know, what do you say to that? Because at the same point, I imagine you had a completely different perspective. He thought you were on the right. You uh, guys end up colliding, and I think maybe you thought it was his fault at some point, at least when it initially happened. What I felt like even happened before rewatching it, I was like, man, yeah. I feel like he came over on me yeah. like when I went on off, like, because yeah. you're racing, like, we're... I mean, anyone that rides dirt bikes out there, go ride a supercross track. It's tough, like, you know. So yeah. you have that, and then we reevaluate. I watch. I'm like, yep, yeah, well, this is what I could have done better, and you know, you go on. Like, no, I don't want to be yeah. laying on the ground in a heat race with yes. my face all bleeding and yeah. my bike all bent up at all. Like, yeah. that's not not ideal for any of us. So um, bummer deal, but yeah, it is what it is. I'm I'm just really happy that you know we all had a, a good clean man. Yeah, and, and another big accident that happened in that race that you were next to, you weren't involved in whatsoever, and that's when Styles Robertson went down. You were next to him in the whoops. Uh, what did you see from your perspective as a rider being right there? Uh, yeah, I, I didn't. I 
I wanted to skim all night, but after okay. the first lap, I went outside to skim, and yeah. I saw a white front fender, so I was like, yeah, that's probably not going to be an option for me. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to <laughs> go inside jump. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that lap, I had just gone back to skimming. Yeah. I don't remember exactly, but yeah, I was like... I was just behind Styles, but just to the right of him. Yeah. Enough to where I almost skimmed into the back of him, and I got just out, and then he crashed like next to me, slash in front of me, and it yeah. was. Yeah, I mean, it was just yeah. a bummer. Like it's. You're, it it he's such a good rider, you know. He's at yeah. such a high level too, and it just so shows you how how quickly it can bite you. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, bummer that that happened so early and he was running off. Yeah, and now, uh, speaking of this, how quickly that can happen, we've seen some gnarly tracks these last uh, few rounds. Deep ruts, gnarliness, people catching you know their foot or their foot peg and just wiping out, you know, the, the wearing down of the whoops, and it gets really, really gnarly out there. And that being said, do you feel like a, a, these gnarly tracks make for better racing because, you know, you never know what could happen. It kind of gives you a chance to win. Somebody can make a mistake at any moment, and then you're right by them. Or do you feel like, man, these things are super gnarly? Uh, I think it does. Uh, obviously, it creates a lot of separation. That's, okay. I think you've seen that, or you guys saw that in – 450 main and in our yeah. main like us three were we separated significantly and yeah. i think it's because it was so key to be able to hit the main rhythm yeah. every lap or i mean not even every lap i wasn't even able to execute all of our main lines every lap but okay. you know more consistently just because it it is so changing and and it's not just straightforward to just do the jumps and yeah and uh race you know yeah. like sprint laps it's just yeah. it's really creates a lot of separation but it's also it's great racing because yeah. it keeps us really engaged all right and uh i know the uh 250 east guys had some gnarly gnarly ruts at, at like indy now did, did you uh, uh ever race there and did you compare it to that tonight this track in seattle that was breaking down kind of like that yeah i felt um Kind of like what RJ said about Indy. I raced yeah. Indy last year, and um, it had some similarities. The way yeah. the ruts form kind yeah. of in the rhythm lanes. It's um, yeah. not just a rut through it. It's The rut has more of a like a pocket and maybe like a little bit of a hole in before yeah. the, like into the face of the jump to where they pitch you and, and they can catch you off guard. So yeah. one of the key things tonight was um, to be able to do the rhythms every time. Um, okay. And that was kind of... A, a big part of it so the track was super challenging all right we got a little time off before we'll see you race again at the triple crown in glendale arizona best of luck to you i know you're getting some outdoor training in like everybody else and then we'll see you back on the supercross in a couple of weeks uh best of luck to you and that pro circuit kawasaki team i am stretch this is the big 49 your home of moto rock Extreme. big 49 it is a stretch show here on a freaking hump day man Shout out to Wednesdays. Shout out to the effing rain stopping, man. It seems like the rain has moved on to the other parts of the country because I know uh, in the Moto Minutes you will hear a story today about Florida just getting dumped on. And it screwed up training for the guys that stayed there in Florida because we're now in a Supercross week. And they're not able to ride on their Supercross tracks because you had a lot, a lot of rain to that red clay and it's muddy, nasty, swampy. It also doesn't drain that well, and they're all having to practice now on their sand tracks, so we'll see if that has any sort of effect when we get to racing 
on Saturday at Glendale, Arizona. The guys had stuck around and stayed behind and continued training in uh, Florida. I got a what to Florida for you, too, coming up in a little bit. Right now, though, let's talk about a family. They live in Colorado. They had a luxury RV. And I'm not talking uh, Christmas vacation luxury RV. No, I'm talking the kind that has the, you know, electric pop-outs. It's like a double-wide RV as opposed to a double-wide trailer. You're like, damn, my RV is nice. I'm going to take it out to NASCAR. I'm going to pop it up in turn number two. And I'm going to be sitting there and be like, yeah, turn left. Turn left. Look at there. Look at there. Turn left. Oh, man. Turn left again. Oh, man. Turn left again. Yeah, NASCAR's exciting. I know NASCAR fans want to punch me in the nuts right now for mocking them. I'm just kidding. Man, relax, you red man chewing MFers. But... It is true. <laughs> These guys had their luxury RV. It got stolen. And then the 5 recovered it. And they're like, well, thank God. My retirement home has been recovered. And I get to go back to the NASCAR track and watch them turn left and turn left again. Well, then they get the car back and, it, it, and the big old luxury, beautiful, beautiful RV. They get it back and like, it smells funny in here. So... They call the Popo and they're like, well, uh, what exactly happened here when they stole it? And the Popo says, oh, yeah, uh, the guy that stole it, uh, he turned it into a meth lab. He wasn't going to live in it because that's what you think. You think your RV gets stolen, you're going to have some homeless guy living in it. The problem is when somebody steals a luxury RV, usually those are all beat up junkers like you would see in the movie Christmas Vacation. Parked all along the streets of America everywhere. As we... After this homeless crisis rage on in America, and people got nowhere to live, and they live in old broken-down RVs, and they looks like Sanford and Son around it. Well, if you saw, you know, half a million, seven hundred thousand dollar motorhome sitting on the street, at that point you'd be like, well, something's up here, and then you go investigate, find out it's stolen. So the guy put it into a storage facility where you keep motorhomes. The cops were able to recu- recover it, but it was used as a meth lab. So now, I don't know if you're aware of this, but meth labs are very toxic. Meth is very bad for you. It is not the health food that strippers would have you believe. It is not the miracle weight loss drug that strippers would have you believe. No, it's really, really bad. And when you smoke enough of it, not only does your brain get permanently scarred, can't come back, saw it in rehab, doesn't, you know, come back. If you're a big time meth head, you get brain, you get paranoid as F, and many people can't recover. They, they do too much damage to their brains. And so you get that, and then your teeth fall out. It's really hot. And it's also incredibly bad for the environment. I know that tweakers don't really care about their carbon footprint and what they do to the world, but for Christ's sake, these people destroyed this luxury, beautiful motorhome with all their deadly chemicals, and now it's not safe for the occupants to go in. And the people are like, well, we got the motorhome back, and the insurance gave us $5,000 to fix the inside, only there's more than $12,000 worth of professional cleaning that has to be done to the inside to get it back to where humans can go in there. And they said, and the police didn't tell them that that was a situation, that it was used as a meth lab, and as soon as they got it, they were inside cleaning it, trying to put it back together. When they realized they couldn't get the odor out, then they realized, whoa, you shouldn't even be in there. The cops didn't tell them. Oh yeah, you know, we recovered your motor home, only now it's a rolling meth lab. Yeah. Thanks for the heads up now that we've been in there with all these chemicals. 
So I, I would imagine they're going to sue the Popo there in Colorado for not informing them of the dangers of the meth lab in their RV that they got back. Hey, thanks for getting my um, rolling death trap back, but thanks for not telling me that it's now a rolling death trap because I was in there trying to clean this MF for up so I could get back out to NASCAR's head. Turn three. Turn left. Yeah. There you go. It's, it's, it's a bad time. So just know if your motorhome gets stolen, good chance it's going to be, you know, a rolling meth lab. That's your public service announcement of the day. I'm Stretch. It's the Big 4-9. You're welcome. Big 4-9. It is Stretch Show on a Wednesday morning. A uh, beautiful Wednesday in April. It is Easter week. If you're a parent, you may have uh, kids home this week or next week, depending on which week your school takes. Good luck to you with that. Thank God it's not as long as Christmas vacation. Just look at it that way. It's only half as long. Gotta find child care for the little MFers. Make you drive you crazy. Make you wish, man, I'm really thankful there's schools and I got a place to send these little mofos every day because they drive me crazy. Yeah. Being a parent's fun. It's great. Actually, it's, it's, it's wonderful, but you do have those pull your freaking hair out days and weeks and months and years. Why isn't that little effort sleep? Because they're here to torture you to death, that's why. Alright, let's get into a fun story that happened in Virginia. And this is funny, you're in Virginia. You know it's in Virginia? Uh, the FBI, a bunch of big time military MFers, and a lot of, like, the world's popo are in Virginia, let's be honest. So imagine the surprise of these three teenage boys that rolled into a Chick-fil-A. And they were not there to get the delicious chicken sandwiches. No, they were not. You go in there. Here's a little hack for Chick-fil-A, by the way. You get their waffle fries, which are okay. They're not the greatest in the world. They're, they're good. Uh, but you also order the ice cream, which they don't call ice cream. They call something else. And you dip those uh, waffle fries in the ice cream. Solid. Solid. Like, this is pretty damn good. You get the salty, the sweet, the wonderful, the cold, the hot, and it all comes together in your mouth. Like a wonderful, wonderful flavor extravaganza. Courtesy of Stretch. Thank you, Stretch. You're welcome. All right, well, let's get back to my rant on Virginia. In Virginia, like I mentioned, there's the popo of the world there. These three kids rolling in Chick-fil-A. And there's a guy. He's, uh young boys approach him and they attempt to assault and rob the man. One of the kids pulls out a knife. So now you got three teenagers robbing one grown man and guess who's there? Yeah, for the United States Marine Corps, that's who's there. Oh yeah, because you're in Virginia. There's a lot of military people there. Well, the Marines decided to intervene. And they stopped the little hoodlum bastards from stabbing the guy to death. And, in fact, uh, got them, uh, the guy that had the knife, they subdued and he was arrested. The other two fled. And then the local uh, popo there wavered after hit the other two. Down the road at a CVS parking lot, probably getting ready to rob somebody else. They are taken into custody. The boys, uh, ages 14 and 17, both charged with assault and battery. The other older teen 
also charged with attempted felony wounding, you know, for stabbing a guy. Would you play the stabby stabbing game? I, I don't call that felony wounding, I call that attempted murder. If you've got a knife and you're striking another human being, your intent is to kill that person, or not give an F if they die. So, you're in trouble, and that's good. Shout out to the Marine Corps. Hoorah! down in Virginia, saving that dude's ass is what they did. Also, if you're in Virginia, you know, look around for FBI agents, tons of popos, marines, military guys, if you're going to do something stupid. Just a word of advice. Alright, coming up next, I'm going to tell you about something we've all done that, according to a video that's going viral as F, is the cause of a massive explosion in Spain. And we'll talk about this one next, because it could be your house just as easily. If it's true, tell you about this next. It's the Hump Day edition of the Stretch Show on the 49. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. One of the big moments of the Seattle Supercross is during the 250 heat race when Cameron McAdoo went to make a inside left pass on top of a tabletop on Jet Lawrence and ended up taking both of them out after the race and right after the crash. Jet looked furious, but when it got to press conference time, they seemed to make peace and they explained what was going on. Jet thought he was somewhere else. Cameron thought he had to pass. And it was all just racing. Here's a little clip of that interaction at the press conference. The right first, I thought you're on the right because I heard you, but I'm like, okay, he's to the right. And then when I when I made contact, you're scared, living crap out. Like, oh my goodness! Yeah, I like on the other side, I, my ears are so bad. I didn't know where where was where. Well, it was. I think it was because I was just so far outside, and I I I honestly hit my brakes when he because I knew he was gonna run out the inside and and I hit my brakes and cut back to the left. And there you go, Jet went on to say it's like my brother said last week. You make these split second decisions and sometimes things just happen in a racing situation and people like to point the finger, but no harm, no foul. They seem to be broing down at the press conference and everything is fine between Jet Lawrence and Cameron McAdoo. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. It's big 49. It's a stretch show. Right now. <laughs> oh, crap. Bring it in. Charlie Wilson and Gatman on. Some people that could have possibly been high cocaine back in the day. Playing the funk. Dancing around. Ah, Charlie Wilson. Get down. Get down. Get down. I don't know. I'm just saying. That's a personal observation. Appeared to possibly have been intoxicated on the multiple times that I met the man back in the day. Speaking of the fame. I can't feel my face. Yeah, yo, got my face numb. I'm singing a funk. That's what we go. I like Rick James. I, I think Gap Band's better than Rick James, though. Gap Band got down. They're badass. Dropped a bomb on me. That's what happened in Spain. That's why I'm playing this song. Check this out. Video. Maybe you've seen it. It's gone viral as F. Going around, and it is a guy walking out of a dry cleaner. Not a dry cleaner, I'm sorry, a laundromat. And all of a sudden, just kaboom! The video shows a explosion happen out of one of the dryers. Just bam! Thing goes up. So big is the explosion, the fireball pushes the windows out of the store and blows the sign off the front of the building. That's a nice little kaboomy. Well, they say, guess what caused it? I'm gonna go ahead and guess. Yes, go ahead. You won't guess. Because I had no idea this could happen. Then a man leaves the store with bags of laundry in his hands. Seconds later, 
dryer suddenly stops and its door flies open with a huge fireball that blows the windows out and knocks the sign off. That's what I said. Say the explosion was triggered simply by a cigarette lighter in the pocket. Somebody forgot to take a cigarette lighter out. The cigarette lighter filled with butane, which is a highly flammable gas. When damaged and in just the right conditions, like, you know, tumbling around in a heated thing that is being heated by a flame. I created basically spun around, spun around, all of the butane leaks out of it, and it became a giant, the same as, I guess, the barbecue grill when you leave the gas on with the lid closed, and then the MFR goes boom. Yeah, same thing, but a bigger, bigger thing, because those dryers and a laundry mat are really, really big. So when the dryer finally ignited, it blew the whole front of the store out. Uh, they say the key to this uh, story, the moral of the story, if you will, is, hey, dumbass, check your pockets. But I wash every single time I do laundry, I wash something I shouldn't wash. I'll find eight pins in my pocket, and sometimes they get in the dryer and make a mess. Because I always use pins for work, and I got in my uniform, I'll just have it in a pocket. Bam. There you go. I'll wash that. That's gone. Destroyed more stuff than you know with the damn ink in the dryer. I also, uh, I love leaving uh, Kleenex and stuff in my pocket so that way then I get white lint over all of my clothes. I'm really good at that. I'm sure I've washed cigarette lighters. I know I've washed matches. I know the other day I washed one of my Narcan kits. Uh, goes in the trash. Had in my pocket, ran it right through the washer because I keep one in the pocket of my uh, uniform pants. I know I love to wash headphones, earbuds, all that stuff. I wash everything. So be careful. Because if you're washing a cigarette lighter, apparently come blowing. Come blowing, come blowing. Blow your garage out. Also probably catch your house on fire. Because if your garage doesn't have the windows like the big plate glass windows that a laundromat would have in the front, which are probably easy to blow out, if that fireball would have stayed contained within the building, I'm sure it would have created a nice big fire. So, something to think about. I did not know that could happen. And apparently it is... Not, not common, but it, it does happen. And it literally, by the way, when you look at the video, if you see it online anywhere, it looks like like a like an action movie, like the big fireball, boom, and then the guy you know would dive out just ahead of it as it goes up behind him. It's that kind of a fireball explosion. More, it, it is an explosion because the fire and everything, but it really just looks like a giant fireball. It's exactly what happens when you your barbecue grill fill up with gas and then hit the igniter button with the lid closed. That's always fun. Watch a drunk. Drunk drunks and barbecue go hand in hand. But you do find a lot of drunk guys with singed eyebrows, etc. are getting blown back from their barbecues when they do stuff like that. It's fun. I love it. Things that entertain us all. Well, you know what entertains us all? Easter. It is the day that the Lord has risen and it is this weekend. I'm going to tell you how people in uh, Ohio are getting into Easter spirit this weekend, so much so that they're like, we're never having Easter activities again here. I'll tell you about it next. It's the Big 49. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. One of my favorite things to talk about here on the Moto Minutes is badass moto videos. And boy, do we have a great one today, courtesy of Monster Energy 
and Jay Sexton. They got together and produced an epic video called 23. It is just Jay Sexton on a track out in Florida throwing it down in the red clay and boy does he do some big ass whips on there. In fact, the whips are so impressive that I even saw Kenny Roxon cut and paste it to his account and post and say, you don't see people throw whips like this and Kenny is a whip master and the fact that he is bowing down and throwing accolades to this video shows you it's really, really good and they always have great quality when Monster Energy does a video so go on to YouTube and check it out. 23 Chase Sexton Monster Energy. It's a damn good moto video. I'm Stretch, another Moto Minute coming up one hour from now brought to you by the LBC Big Fortnite. It is Stretch. Happy Easter week everybody. Heading into it. Uh, Holy Thursday coming up tomorrow. Good Friday coming up on Friday. Then uh, Saturday is a very somber day. And then Sunday we celebrate the day of the risen Lord. Easter Sunday. And I am excited. I am taking a day off of work to uh, celebrate Easter at my house. A very important, most holy day of the year. So I will be resting on Sunday and being with my family. Ah, uh, that is after Saturday when I'm gonna be getting my moto effing on. Glen Helen on Saturday. Two stroke nationals out there. Big Four Nine will be in the house. And after that, going back to the studio, getting the numbnutses, releasing a demon, probably. And then we're gonna get in our Supercross coverage. What could go wrong? I tell you what could go wrong. The week I've had so far, that's what could go wrong. I don't know what's happened to the other numbnuts since I haven't talked to them. But if anybody had half the week I've had, we got bad things going on. I trust my witch. I had a good witch this time. I had a good witch last time. No knock on you, dead witch. I'm sorry. A dead witch could be watching me. Be thinking I'm slurring her name. Smearing her. I'm not. She did a damn good job. She kept that thing at bay for six years. It was my numb nuts friends that let it go. Or partially. I, I don't know what happened. So let's get into some Easter activities. They were getting ready to celebrate in Ohio at a place called The Green. It's in Beaver Creek. And everyone showed up. It was a big event. They were going to do an Easter egg hunt for the children. So they realized they had tons of staff there. They were ready. A lot of people would turn out. You had little plastic eggs stuffed with treats and candies and things like that. You know, an Easter egg hunt. Good old-fashioned Easter egg hunt. It's always fun. Well, then they got a huge crowd, and they're like, this is going to be a problem. And then they realized the crowd, well, not only was the crowd there and huge, well, the crowd was filled with stupid a-holes. The article doesn't say that. I do. So they start telling the stupid a-holes, listen, very important. This age group, if you have a child, you're in this age group, you line up over here. If you have a child over here and you're in this age group, you line up over here. Uh, when we say go, here's how it needs to go. First, we're going to give the one to two year olds and let them go. No adults allowed in the egg hunting area, children only. We're going to allow the one and two year olds to run and get eggs. And then we're going to let the three and four year olds go a short time later. Uh, and, and they get the little, little ones get to have their, their parents. <clears throat> but parents are just there to, you know, supervise your child. You know, please don't gather eggs. And then 60 seconds after the four-year-olds go, we're going to let everybody go, and all the rest of the kids can run around and grab them. Because you know what happens? A seven- or eight-year-old's out there with one-year-old through a four-year-old, 
and they're going to run right by them, blow by them, and they're going to get all the eggs, and the little kids aren't going to get any. So they gave them a couple minutes head start, so the little kids could get a few eggs. That was the, you know, the theme of the thing. Well, they say people weren't lining up in the right area, so they couldn't separate the kids. No one was listening. People were being misbehaving. And then when they said go for the one- and two-year-olds, guess what happened? Adults and everyone just turned loose and bolt down all the little kids. It was mayhem. It was like Les Desmond throwing live turkeys out of a helicopter at WKRP in Cincinnati. It was just like that. Ah, oh, the humanity. The little kids, they're getting squashed everywhere. Now, who knew that people wouldn't listen and they would run over little kids? Oh my God, there's adults shoving children. There's little kids going down and crying. There's adults fighting. Adults are getting eggs. They're not supposed to get eggs. Wait a minute. This kid just drop kicked the two-year-old and he took his whole basket. This is mayhem. What are we going to do? It's absolute destruction. That's what happened. That was the theme there at uh, uh, the Green in Ohio. And I love what the people did there. They're like, we had enough staff. We had rules. We went over this for more than an hour before the event because we had such a huge crowd. We went over it and over and over it on a loudspeaker. We informed people what to do and no one listened. And everyone behaved horribly and we are never, ever going to have this event again. This town doesn't deserve it. Shout out to you. I like it when you throw in the towel because people are stupid and they can't handle not being assholes. Like, uh, that's what it is. Here it is. We have little kids here. We're trying to make a fun family event. Don't be such an a-hole that you snatch the joy from everyone to make sure you and your kid get some. That, that's the mentality that's got to go. You know what I mean? Nice to see an older kid run out, grab a few eggs, and give them to a little kid. You know what didn't happen? That. No. Little kids mostly were left with nothing and crying and knocked on their asses by the bigger kids and adults that were out there grabbing eggs. I love it. Have few people. We're never doing this again. Suck it. Go buy your own Easter eggs and have your own Easter egg hunt at your house. You could knock your own kids over to steal eggs from them because we're not partaking in this anymore. And by the way, something like this is expensive too to put together all the eggs with the treats inside of them. Some things you get. No good deed goes unpunished. Isn't that right? So F you, Beaver Creek, Ohio, because you'll never get another Easter egg hunt again. It's the big four nine. A-holes. Don't be an a-hole for Easter. Jesus is not happy. Big Four Nine. It is a stretch show. And uh, yesterday in New York, they finally officially indicted uh, President Trump on 34 counts of crap, all relating to business fraud from the Storming Daniels hush money payments. And boy, you would you wouldn't know that it was a bunch of crap if you looked at the news because. The gloating and the dancing around the cauldron that these idiots are doing is insane. And to hear Bumbling Joe give a statement on basically saying how they're assuring that Trump can't be the next president is just like, wow, well, you just confirmed it, you big senile idiot. Insanity. New York is very proud of itself, and to me, they just switched power back to the other side. Like, people are going to see the writing on the walls, and people that didn't support Trump any longer, like myself, are going to go full swing into it. And I'm going to say, you know what? This guy's getting effed. I'm in. I'd moved on. I, I was seriously thinking DeSantis was the dude for the next election that I wanted to get behind, and that's who I wanted to. That's the horse I wanted in the race. And now I'm like, 
Oh, no, no, no. I'm riding with Trump. I'm going to see this through. And I'm going to watch the mayhem. And I'm going to watch all these other idiots. You don't think the Bidens are going to get indicted if Trump gets back in the White House? An eye for an eye. An indictment for an indictment. And it's, it's... America just turned a corner that cannot be unturned. And things are going to get nasty. And I think people are sick of seeing what the left is doing with the FBI and the entire, entire justice system. And just so you know, as a voter... When you're going through your election and they have 37 judges on there, I painstakingly, every election, spend hours investigating the backers. Judges don't run as Democrats or liberals. So you're like, well, I don't know. Uh, do I want this judge or not? And you're always allowed in your local elections to pick judges. And I back I look up who's backing them, who's supporting them. Oh, yeah, when they have uh, anything... Gavin Newsom or Nancy Pelosi, I'm like, no, that is a communist. I do not want you as a judge. And that's how we get to this state that we're in. And it's the other way around. If you're a pinko lefty, look and see, and you're like, wait a minute, you you got a support from Trump? You had a support from this guy? Ted Cruz supported you? Then vote against it if that's your, your go-to. But I, I do the opposite. Anyway, a little thought there. A little... Bad day in America, courtesy of our friends in New York City, the biggest crap hole on the planet. Just insane, man. That story is insane. I, I can't wait to watch this unfold. I don't think there's anything that's going to be convictable of felony offense against Trump. And like I said, it will energize the base for sure. I know his fundraising is through the roof and his approval rating is through the roof ever since they announced they were going to indict him. And then this idiot Bragg, this dumbass douchebag, can't prosecute a crime against anyone who deserves to be prosecuted. The guy that's prosecuting right now, the parking lot attendant I told you about, that got shot twice, took the gun and shot the guy back before the guy finished him off. That guy's being charged with attempted murder. That's the guy. That's the guy that, that got Trump. Insane. Uh, also, here's a little fun story. A new site here in Los Angeles, and this is shameful too. It's called Knock LA. They did a Freedom of Information Act request on the LAPD, and they got basically the names of all of the cops and photographs, and they posted them. And you're like, what's wrong with that? And you know, they're public employees, we should know. You got a lot of undercover cops. You put a lot of people in danger when you do that. Also, um, the situation I had this week, I, I had a, a, a person I arrested threaten physical violence against me now that person comes back to do it I know that guy he knows me um, we're gonna have a party when that happens but when his friends could come now and if they had a picture of me they'd be like oh this guy right here you're looking for this guy go get this guy then I'm getting ambushed then I don't even know what's happening so I, and, and, and I'm a microcosm uh, peon compared to what the LAPD got to deal with, so the 300 police officers are now suing the city as they're like, this is a load of crap. Why are you giving out our information to let people post our pictures out there? You're creating a massive, massive uh, problem for us, so I hope all those officers win that case. And then here's a funny sidebar. The Trump thing goes down this week, and it's all over the $130,000 payment that Trump had to pay paid Stormy Daniels for a hush money in an affair which is where they're getting them, which, by the way, dig through, the, dig through their 
Bill Clinton should be crapping his pants right now. They're arresting people for paying off former mistresses? Uh-oh. Bill Clinton's gonna get hung. Uh, and you got that. But then Stormy Daniels this week, the lady that they used to get here, who's now getting death threats and is probably gonna get worse, uh, she also lost a court order this week, and she now has to pay $121,000 $121, to Donald Trump because she brought up a BS lawsuit against him when she started, uh, when she got the vapors, when she got all celebrity, like, yeah, I'm the one, I'm gonna bring down this mofo. And then it ends up, no, you're not. And oh, yeah, and now you owe $121,000 to him in legal fees for your failed defamation suit that you brought against him because he didn't defame you, you porn star hussy. You had sex with him because you're a porn star hussy. And then you went to talk about it. He gave you hush money. You were uh, quiet. Then you decided to come out and try to ruin the guy's life. When it became, whoa, wait a minute, this guy's going to become president? I can get paid on this. And it backfired, didn't it, Stormy Daniels? Yes, it did. Enjoy paying that $121,000 to Mr. Trump. Uh, people don't realize when you do something, there are reactions to every action, and they are not always good. A lot of actions shouldn't be done in the first place. It's going to be fun. And by the way, Trump's realizing that too. He's done a lot of bad crap, and he's getting the reactions to it all. We all do bad crap. All right, let's stop talking about city political government political BS. Let's go back to what the Florida, because that makes me feel better all the time. And I'll tell you what, Florida, where justice is served, you know why? They got a great governor. His name's Ron DeSantis. They're tough on crime. I'll tell you this story, make you laugh, and you'll say, ha ha, good. Do that next. It's the 4 9. Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. This weekend, the weather's going to be absolutely perfect to race dirt bikes in Southern California, and that's what's going on this weekend at Glen Helen for the two-stroke nationals. It is going to be a little cool, a little cloudy, and absolutely awesome as everyone from the Southern California moto scene and around the world descend upon Glen Helen, and the Big 49 will be there broadcasting live. How you can even stream the entire thing on the YouTube channel of Motocross Action Magazine. It is a huge event. It is Southern California. California, and we will see you there. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. Yeah, sometimes. You're from Florida. You're like Rick Ross. You're like, I'm gonna slang some yayo. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be a former prison guard, slang a yayo, turn into a rapper, be rich as hell, say it F the police now that I was a police before. It's kind of crazy, but it's what happens. You know why? Rick Ross a hustler. Every day he's hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Well, there's a lot of people in Florida that want to be hustlers like Rick Ross. They're like, Rick Ross paid the cost to be the boss. And that's what they want to do. Take, for example, this guy. His name's Austin McCall. He's 28 years old. Not only is he paying the cost for trying to be the boss, he's going to really pay because he's going to jail for... More than 20 years in a sentence that must be served. Let's get into what Mr. McCall did. You know what he decided to do? He said, you know what? I'm going to get mine. I'm going to go out and break into cars and houses. I'm going to steal. So he went on a rampage, if you will, of busting out windows and stealing stuff out of cars and cleaning it out. And we're in Florida. You know what happens in Florida? People got guns. 
you're like, uh oh, did he get shot? Well, yes and no. First car he got into, there was a bag in there, a lady's bag, and it had a gun in it. So he got the bag and he got a gun. So now he's like, oh hell yeah, you know what? Some fools might come out and try to jab me, so I'm gonna hold this gun while I'm breaking into more cars, while I'm getting mine, while I'm hustling today. That's what Mr. McCall thought he was gonna do. Thought he's gonna be a badass with the gun in his hand that he's just stolen. Hustling. So I still working the hustle. They got video footage of him everywhere. And he's breaking into cars. He's getting clothes. He's putting the clothes on as he steals them. He's like, oh hell yeah. I am a hustling pimp. I am Rick Ross in the making. That's when I am. Soon I'm be rolling around in a Rolls Royce Phantom like Rick Ross, what I'm gonna be doing. Called pimped out. Got some big old tires on it. I'm gonna be just rolling, blasting my hustling song, cause I'm a pimp. That's what he thought. Only problem was he's holding that gun in his hand. And people typically, when they have gun in the car, it's it's not unloaded, it's ready to go. Cause you never know when you got action coming your way. You gotta be prepared. And this guy had the gun in his hand, he's gotten to another vehicle that he'd broken into. And as he was climbing around, pow! Gun went off, pow! He wasn't shooting at somebody coming out to stop him from stealing. No, he shot himself in the leg. Shot himself in the leg. People heard the gunshot. The guy was on the ground, couldn't run away. His leg was bleeding everywhere. He's about to die, a loss of blood. Somebody had to call 911. They had to come save the idiot from himself. And then they had it all on video and they got his ass. Guess what? Not the first time he has stolen a gun. Not the first time he has stolen anything. In fact, the guy has 13 felony convictions on his record for burglary and stealing and bad things. Six burglary, four grand theft, also a firearm theft. This guy, Mr. Uh, McCall, is a piece of boot. He is not a hustler. He is a dumbass. And a judge sent him to serve a full 20-year sentence in the Florida Department of Corrections under the terms of the state's 10 to 20 to life statute, which mandates strict and lengthy prison sentences for felonies committed with the use of a gun, even when you shoot yourself like a dumbass. Yeah. By the way, shout out to Florida, shout out to Tough on Crime, shout out to this idiot not getting out of jail anytime soon. I love it. He is not a hustler like Rick Ross. He is an idiot and he's going to prison for 20 years. I'm stretching. I'm moving to Florida. It's the Big 49. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. All right, parts of sunny Florida have been getting dumped on with the rain, much like Southern California has been getting all year. And here's why I'm telling you this. It has wreaked havoc on the area where the Star Racing Compound is. Those guys have been training outdoor all last week. Then they got dumped on with rain, unable to get back onto the Supercross track to get ready for this weekend. They are now forced to be training on their sand track. It's the only rideable track they have because of all the mud and rain, and it's still pretty messed up and ruddy out there. We'll see if this has an effect whatsoever on these riders from the Star Racing Yamaha camp when they get out to Arizona this weekend, having not ridden Supercross in what could be up to three weeks, and it's going to be a Triple Crown event where there's there's going to be a whole lot of Supercross to ride. We'll see if it affects them when we get there. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Uh, time to go home. It is the Big 4-9.
I am at home. It's kind of weird. Time to go to bed, I guess, is what it's going to be. I'm in the middle of a vacation week. I'm not going to go to real job here the next couple of days because I'm going to celebrate Easter with my family, and I'm going to celebrate motocross with all of you fine folks and my friends, if I call them friends. I'm Moto Man's my friend. Jason's my friend. Kyle's my Yeah, they're my friends. Kyle, they're, they're, they're my friends. I don't think they like me and my friends because they're like stretches and dick to his friends, but it's a fun time. It's never a dull moment, I promise you that. I'll be with all those idiots on Saturday out in Glen Helen for the two-stroke nationals. And then I'll be with all those idiots Saturday night back in the Big 49 studio, which they never like it when I'm there because you know why? Stretch steel. I, the, the kettle chips are fine. I'm stealing them. I'm taking all of them. I'm going to have kettle chips blown out the window of my car when I drive away from there on Saturday night. And I'm probably going to have 37 cases of ghost energy drink, too. Probably going to have 32 cases of neutral strapped to the roof of my car, and I'm going to roll out of 49 Saturday night going, That's you, little man! And he's my friend. See what I mean? Why my friends don't really like me? I think I leave there, and they all look at each other, and they go, Why are we friends with him again? I'm that guy. Everybody's got a friend like that. those great beverages I mentioned. They're fueling the 49, keeping it going. Shout out to you people for telling your friends. Saw the ratings. Bam! 49 is rolling. Rolling like a locomotive. It is the little engine that could that has turned into a powering locomotive and it is rolling downhill on the tracks. And we are blowing smoke. We're rolling coal on the mofos behind us and they can all suck it. Doubters and the non-believers and the people that never thought it could happen. It has happened. Your worst nightmare is a freaking locomotive coming at you. Get off the tracks, bitch. I love it. I love it. I love it. Big 49 is on fire. And we are coming for you. Terrestrial Radio, suck it. Moto Industry, suck it. We're coming for all of you. Yes, we're like Vikings on a train. That's what we are. Remember, I'm stretched the great white turner. When I come on, I'm not only gonna kick your ass, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a giant turn on you. That story earlier in the week, I missed it. Oh man, fired up. Can't wait to get into the weekend. Can't wait to get my vacation started. I'm gonna go get that rolling now. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Until then, God bless you all, my friends.